One night, I come home from work, and I have a message on my answering machine. Marky, it's Grandpa Jordan. Come sleep. I drive over to my grandpa's around 10 o'clock at night, and that's when we start dinner. Zelnik, which is Macedonian for spinach pie, manja, which is lamb stew, and waffles. At 86, my grandfather is an insomniac, and at 26, I am a night owl. So I eat, he berates me for not making enough money, and then he says, don't listen to me, Marky, don't listen, I'm an old man. And then we go into the living room. We throw on some Macedonian music. And that night, he tells me the story about needles. Marky, World War II at the bar. It's lunchtime, 1944, Detroit, at the corner of Grand River and Fankel, right where the trolley car turns around. And there is Jordan's on the river. There's no river, just the street, Grand River. But that's my grandpa Jordan's bar. It's a busy place, and on this day, he is short-staffed. He's back behind the bar, serving up drinks, dishing lunch, making soup at the same time. And right as he's chopping chicken, lunch is interrupted with a wartime announcement. I am telling you today about the liberation of Paris. It was indescribably dramatic. Fighting, yet the people frantic with the joy of liberation. My grandfather goes, oh my God, oh my God. But not for the French, no. He's just sliced open his hand. Blood is pouring all over the counter, and he starts to stagger. One fella drinking coffee at the end of the bar, he takes notice. He hops down off his stool, he slips behind the bar, he grabs a clean towel and applies pressure to the wound. The bleeding slows, but the cut is deep. And then he says, Mr. Jordan, you gotta get to a doctor. My grandpa shakes his head. No, no doctor. You gotta stitch it up, believe me, I know. It won't close. How you know? I'm a medical student at Bowling Green and... Okay, you stitch him up. No, Mr. Jordan, see, I, I'm not a doctor yet, but I'll give you free lunch for a week. Oh, okay, Mr. Jordan. So the guy goes over to his stool and out of his bag he pulls this little tin. It's got iodine, bandages, sutures, scissors, and a needle. So right there, behind the bar, he stitches up my grandfather right in front of all the regulars. At the end of it, they're all slapping him on the back, calling him needles. My grandpa, one-handed, he serves him up a massive lunch with a nice slice of pie. Then, as the lunch rush dies down, he says to my grandpa, Mr. Jordan, do you have any work that needs to be done? Grandpa says, needles, can you attend bar? I'll try, Mr. Jordan, I'll try, I'll give it a shot. Okay, one thing. No drinking. Not a problem, Mr. Jordan. I never had a taste for this stuff anyway. So he hands him an apron, and Needles begins tending bar. He drinks coffee to stay alert. On break, he reads. It's a good arrangement, until one day at happy hour, an argument between a couple of guys, it escalates into a shouting match, and then a fist fight. Tables get upturned, bottles break, glasses shatter. Grandpa has to step in, separate them, and kick them out. And then he looks around the room, no needles. So Grandpa checks behind the bar, and needles is on the floor, quivering. Grandpa pulls him up, needles, shake it off. Needles says, I'm okay, Mr. Jordan, (laughs) really, I'm fine. But then moments later, when needles thinks no one is looking, my grandpa spies him pouring some whiskey into his coffee. 
Grandpa does nothing. And then he says, Needles, take out the trash. And when Needles leaves, he takes a salt shaker, opens it up, and empties it in the Needles' coffee. And he says to the crowd, Needles comes back in, serves a couple drinks, and then he takes a strong pull on the coffee. His face sours, he spits it up in the sink, and it's all good fun for the regulars. But at closing time, Grandpa calls him over. Needles knows what's coming, and before he can even start, he begs him, Mr. Jordan, look, I know I shouldn't be drinking. I, I got a nervous condition, and I can't lose this job. I need money for medical school. Please, I'll do anything. Grandpa says, look, Needles, I like you. Come. So he strikes a deal with him. He has 30 gallons of white paint in the basement. Needles can go door-to-door painting houses until the paint runs out. And Needles, he's true to his word. He goes out painting, and he comes back with a load of cash. And they split it up. Then he says, You know, Mr. Jordan, if we had a truck, I could do bigger jobs. So they go downtown, and Grandpa buys an old pickup truck. The next day, Needles goes off to paint, and that night... Needles doesn't come back. He's gone. Vamoose. No more needles. Instead, a few days later, two military police show up at the bar. White hats, white belts, white armbands that say MP. They say they're looking for a guy. A guy who's passing himself off as a medical student. Have you seen this guy? Sure. Needles. He used to work here. But I fired him for drinking. Grandpa pours him some coffee, he gives him some pie, and in between bites, they tell him. Needles was an army medic. He could handle the death, but not the shelling. And so he deserted, and now the military police were looking for him. Do you have any idea where he is? Now my grandpa knows what everybody knows. For desertion, the ultimate penalty is death. Do you know where he might have gone? How he might get there? My grandpa pauses, and I say, Grandpa, did you tell him Needles took your truck? He says, No, Marky, no. And then he holds open his hand. Listen to me, Marks. How many lives? How many lives he saved, Marks? You don't shoot the doctor, Marky. You don't shoot him. You don't shoot him. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.